Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey y'all, my name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, there's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show.
What's up, y'all? This is Hype from the OLF Podcast. I knew you was going to botch it. That's Out of Left Field Podcast. And how you doing? How you doing? I'm chilling. That's good. Gotta be, um, first, gotta be the first in the door. Listen. Don't think it's to follow this. Initiation. That's what I'm saying. Let me see who's going to follow this. So where are you from? Philly. South Philly. South Philly. You know, West Philly right here, South Philly right there. See, if you're from Philly, then you understand why people get specific when they say... Oh, I know. That's what I I'm know. saying. Niggas, niggas who don't know be like, why well, y'all always say it like that? If you was from here, you would understand. <laughs> and if you don't mind, could you state your fatherly age? I'm 32. I'll be 33 on July the 1st. Hey. I got one, and I got one on the way in like two weeks. Wow. Uh, wow. Two, a, girl, a girl and a possible girl. You never know. So y'all didn't like, want to know? Nah, he said it's a girl, but it could still be a boy. See, I can't do that. Y'all got guts. I needed to know ASAP. Yeah, my, nah, we not said we know. They said it's a girl, but you know, those things aren't always accurate. Shoot. My oldest, she wouldn't open her legs. My daughter wouldn't open her legs. So we didn't know what she was. She She's a out. lady. I'm just saying, there you go. Ah! Keep them things on uh, lock and key. Yeah, that's good. We, know what she, we had to have a neutral baby shower with her because we didn't know what she was. She had a lot of yellows and browns, that thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had a um, a guest to sex baby shower. I really wanted a boy, and the Lord laughed in my face twice, and I'm good. You telling this shit ain't funny. <laughs> ah! So I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. Um, were you born in Philly or were you born somewhere else? Same house. My mom been living in the same house since 72 with the same phone number. I live wow. right down the street from my mom's. That's good. I was there earlier. I'm there damn near every day. That's I ain't, good. If I go somewhere, it won't be too far. But, uh, yeah, I'm same block. I said same block, same phone number. My room's still there. She got some shit in my room now, but my room's still there. <laughs> Is uh, most of your family from Philly? My whole family from here. We got some niggas from down south, but I don't know them niggas. They don't know me. Have you ever went on a trip to Miami somewhere and ran into one of them? Is I wouldn't know them if I seen them. Hmm. Okay. I think they in Virginia. Never been to VA. I've been through VA, but never been. I've been there, Virginia Beach it used to be the shit. We used to go there every summer. Oh, wow. Hmm. All right, so my first question for you is a fill in the blank. Being a father is blank. Special. Hmm. Why do you say special? Special because you look at this brand new baby and you think they can't even, they don't know how to do nothing but breathe air. Mm-hmm. And all the things that you do say, how you act, how you are, is going to be this shit that shapes and molds them. Right. So you show them, you show them a toxic relationship, they're going to grow up and think a toxic relationship is what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Show them a positive relationship. You show them uh, this is how you love in a good way. Like I can give you an example in my household. My mom and my dad was together for like 30 years. 30 some years until my dad passed mm-hmm. never seen him have one argument wow. they might have disagreed on fish or chicken for the night but 
never one argument that I see them have. So for some people, love is let's cuss each other out, break some shit, kick you out, pussy, and all. Mm-hmm. That never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife don't have them type of situations because that ain't what I'm showing my daughter because that ain't what I came from, that ain't where she came from, so that ain't what we gonna do. Hmm. So, so your wife grew up with both parents also? Yeah. That's- so yeah, Thank like, it, it's special because, like, you realize, some people, you gotta realize that you are it as far as how they gonna view the world. And once they hit high school, they gonna rebel against everything you tell them. You tell them to go left, they gonna make a hard right. Mm-hmm. But they gonna come back to the foundational shit that you gave them, unless you did something wrong at some point around in there. Then again, that's necessarily because some some kids just be rebellious. They just yes. ain't gonna do what you, yeah. Some of them just ain't gonna do what you told them. Yeah, but I agree with you. Like we are the examples. When before you guys got married, did you intentionally look? to be with someone who had like a similar upbringing as you? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't never had a girlfriend in my life. Like, I never wanted to have a girlfriend. What? I'm not the type of person, I'm not going to just lie. I don't want to just lie to you and tell you you my one and only, if that's not the truth. There's no reason for me to string you along lying to you saying you my one and only, you my moon and my stars, but then I'm going to text this other girl as soon as you turn around. Mm Mm-hmm. So most niggas don't mind. Most niggas like the chaos. Most niggas like the BS. I'm not one of those kind of guys. People. Some people say shit. Some people mean shit. Facts. You're uh, one of few these days. <laughs> yeah, you don't know too many niggas like me. You know a nigga like me, point him out. I need that nigga on my team. <laughs> um, my second question for you is, growing up as a boy... The one thing I wanted from my father was blank. Uh, my dad kind of like, he was there and gave us all of that. Maybe like when you just was a young boy, you just was bitching about you wanted to just do whatever you wanted to do and he just wasn't going for it. But you didn't realize at the time that he was teaching you structure that he was trying to let you know that the world don't owe you nothing. You're not going to always get what you want. It's mm-hmm. not about whether I can afford it or do it right now. It's about that I just gave you the last two things you asked for. You're not going to keep just asking for shit. You'll never be satisfied. Because mm-hmm. that's how you're going to go through your life. The rest of your life, you will never be satisfied. You're going to feel like the world owes you shit. True. So, if your father wasn't around at some times growing up, did you have like a second man in place that would check you or... Yeah, my uncles and shit, like all his friends and all of that. Like my dad kind of influenced my outlook on everything. Like a lot of the shit that I do, a lot of the shit that I say, it'd be some shit that I got from my dad, not even recognizing at the time that that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, my mom and my dad was together in the same house and we had that type of goofy shit going on. Yeah, but that's a bunch of my uncles. Like that's how things were back then though. Like my uncle would grab me and yo, you can't do this, that or whatever. Cause sometimes you'll listen to your uncle, you just ain't gonna listen to your mom and your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your parents had a mutual respect where adult things were adult things. And well, see, uh, my parents was forty and thirty-eight when I was born. So yeah. I was a plan. I wasn't a mistake. Like <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wasn't a drunken night. I was two adults having a having a child. Like, well, you know, yeah, my my parents were thirty and sixty. All right. But I, at the same time, 
arguments were, you know, had and guns were put on tables and threats but were see, made. At that kind of generational divide, you can see why. Mm-hmm. Y'all got the world from two different perspectives. Like you could dip a little bit back, but damn, that's a far <laughs> dip. Like, <laughs> that has always been my um my uh show and tell fact from that. Cause like if you try if I try to have a conversation with like a 20-year-old, I'll be like, damn, you're dumb as shit. I couldn't it's, imagine. It's a, lot, it's a lot of work and a lot of patience, but I think what really helped balance my parents is my mom was very passive. And my dad was like super aggressive and direct. And my mom is a uh, avoider and my dad is a direct person. So she will avoid situations left and right. Still to this day at 66, she will avoid super, di- super aggressive and direct. That would describe me. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's good and sometimes it's just like, dang, are they mean or are they just telling it like it is? I mean, when you don't know somebody, you can, it could can, can be perceived either way. If you know the person, then you will understand, like, oh, all right, that's just them giving it to you raw and uncut. Right. If you don't know them, you'll be like, they just ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, that's how my dad was. So I, I, I feel like I'm a balance of both of them, um, in a sense. And then when my father's side comes out more, it should be like, oh, you're mean. I'm just like, I'm not mean. I'm direct because we're going to get to this point anyway. I might as well have known now. We're supposed to be in here tap dancing. Let's get to it. Exactly. Um, how You said you had two kids, right? I got one that one on the way. Two weeks. Okay. Um, how many kids do you, do you father or have you fathered that aren't yours biologically? And that could be from a Right, that could be my, my niece. Life. Thinks she's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, we was in a store, and it's her birthday. And we looking at this was like a couple years. This was years ago. Now mm-hmm. looking at an Xbox or a PlayStation or something in a game. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you showing me the Xbox and your dad the game? He's your dad. I'm not your dad. Like, oh, well, you got a job and he don't. So you can ah! the game. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, got couple, I got like my little cousins I used to watch my little cousins mm-hmm. uh, I was probably like 19 it was three of them yeah. so, and they was my one little cousin she's bad as hell she just was DMing me when I was talking to you on Instagram mm-hmm. she's bad as hell back then but because I used to be there with them like every day like they damn near like my kids too like they was uh, they was probably like six one in like three months. Oh wow! So, like the one year old, he's a boy. The other two's girls. He'll still call me and like bounce stuff off of me or ask me questions about shit and all of that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the girl, even like all of them, will still call me and ask me shit. And that's good. And I feel like the reason why I asked that question is because a lot of fathers father other kids before they even have their own kids. And they um, step into that fatherly role years and decades before they ever think about becoming parents, and they don't get appreciated. And I feel like this. Like this, my niece was born when I was seventeen. I was in twelfth grade. Mm -hmm. And that was the first like baby because, like I said, my mom was thirty-eight. I was it. wasn't having no more kids after that. Mm -hmm. 
So my niece is like the first baby who's around every day. I'm like, baby sneeze? Like babies yeah. do all this type of shit? <laughs> I never see like I never had a every day around a baby. Yeah. So just having her around and it would be like, all right, well, you can't just leave this sitting here because you don't want her to pick it up and drink it. You can't leave this because it's too sharp. Like, I got that kind of perspective way before I even had kids mm-hmm. because of just having my niece around. And this is a thing that I always say, like, my dad died. I was 22. And I felt like my dad had to die for me to become a man because the responsibility of all of the family became mine. My mm-hmm. uncle and my dad who would have been like two the two of the main guys of the family died within maybe a year of each other wow. 10 months or so so it was like once they was both gone and it was like well who the hell is everybody gonna turn to did you Everybody's openly accept that position or were you resistant to it no nah, i mean you openly accept it because you can't want to be the man and then complain about it yeah you can't ask for you can't ask for responsibility and then complain that you got the responsibility. You can't ask for a job and then complain every day that you got to get up and go to work. People yeah. do it every day, but it's just illogical. Like it's just stupid. It just don't make sense. But people do it every day. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to like I said, you're never satisfied if you get everything that you always want. You yeah. got to learn to be satisfied. Very true. Hashtag um, all left convo. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be a father? means responsibility it means head of household it means like i said shaping their mind uh showing them the right things putting them in the right positions making the best decisions for y'all not just for you because uh-huh. once they come out you don't matter no more everything that you do has to be about them and if you don't have the perspective that i'm not number one no more then you got problems um, would you say it's the best type of pressure to have? Absolutely, it is. But see, I'm already like a super driven type of person. Like, I don't really need, I'm not a person that lacks for motivation. Uh-huh. Like, I ain't need the baby to come for me to say, I'll work the extra shift and put in these extra hours. Like, I got too much shit that I want to do. And it's like, that I can't just sit around and wait for somebody to give me something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a type of motherfucker. I'll rather walk the extra two blocks than to get in the car with you and drive the two blocks. <laughs> so, I've always been that way, and people be like, "Oh, you're stubborn." It's not about being stubborn, but when I get to my goal, I want to feel like I earned it. Yeah, it's like I don't even know how to ask somebody for something. Like when I was a kid, like if my mom ain't just put the money in the room, I ain't got no money this week. I figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like. But like trying to ask her for something, like I'll, I'll figure a way to make it happen. Like mm-hmm. regardless of the situation, is like I'll figure out a way to make it happen. Mm. That's good. Um, and that's why I say like more men, more boys today need, if not their fathers, a man to be like you don't wait, you work, and you do whatever you got to do to do it yourself. You don't wait for someone to put money in your hand, but. But a lot of people come up in these 50-50 situations, so niggas will think, all I got to do is come up with my $50 for the electric bill. Mm-hmm. Like, all I got to do is come up with this, because I got to have this, these sneaks, this car, this, that, or whatever. Like, no, nah, you got to have these essentials for your family or for your household. Mm-hmm. All the rest of this shit is just icing on the cake, if you can get that. If you're right. in a position to get all of that shit, the shit that you have to do, is take care of them is keep the mouths fed 
get that roof over their head. Like yeah. me and my man was talking about like the corona situation with the mask and shit. He like, man, I can't just have this mask on. It'd be hot as shit. I'm like, the thing I can't do is get this shit and give it to my wife. Right. Or my kids. Right. If I got to sweat a little bit, nigga, then we going to sweat. But the yeah. thing that I can't do is get this shit because, oh, it was too hot. It was too hot. It didn't look right. I don't like it. Man, you trying to be cute and shit, nigga. I'm trying to be healthy. Right. I need to go get a haircut. Listen. Why you think your head? We say this oil left hand is tight. <laughs> Struggle with this joint. Uh, what is the most frustrating thing about being a dad? They waking up every two hours when they first born, and they just be crying. They don't know how to talk. They can't communicate. Just the crying. It's not even like crying, I can ignore it, be like the complaining. And the complaining and the crying is kind of the same thing when they first there because they can't do nothing. Like they can't they can't get it out. My daughter used to be funny as shit because she's like a week old and is like well she can't get the words out. Yeah. She would be like mad because she can't talk. Yeah. But she would be trying her ass off, and there's just no words, ain't no sounds coming out. She would just get like a. Uh, uh, was she like, a um a night baby where she was up for it? Was she like feeder yep. changer? She'll go to sleep. See, that didn't bother me though, cause I'm a up all night type of person. Mm. Which I got that from my mom. She, she up all night type of person. We couldn't never sneak no chicks in the house, cause my mom ain't gonna. We ain't got no curfew, but she ain't going to bed. <laughs> She's on the couch. Man. She might be half nodded, but as soon as you crack that door, she gonna pop up like it's three in the afternoon, and she was never nodding. Right. Um. Well, hopefully, you don't get what I had. I have um. The, my first daughter was very mellow, super chill, and then this other one is a complete opposite. We wasn't like friends until she turned two. Like she was very, uh, like whiny very needy, had to be on you, couldn't be pleased. Um, Night one in the hospital, I put my hoodie over top of the little plastic container thing that they put the baby in. Let's lay this hoodie right here so she can just smell this and think that I'm right here. What we ain't gonna do is all this holding and touching. (laughs) All that holding and touching creates a spoiled child, which then sends them to daycare and they become a spoiled daycare which makes yeah. them the child nobody wants to watch at the daycare now the other kids don't like you you just creating a monster when you do all that holding and touching and oh my god he's so cute she's so cute she got these fat cheeks put her ass down like I feel like they need it up to a certain point but then you need to let them know like you're fine you don't need me you can be there you by can yourself figure, you can figure it out over there you yeah. got the pacifier here, you can figure it out. Get it in yeah. your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gets that had me frustrated also. Um, what would you say makes a good dad? This was something we talked about like recently, and it's like you know you're a good parent or a good a good dad in this instance when you see how your kids is around the other kids. Cause you'll see if they act like you, if they got your mannerism, if they got your mannerisms, if they got your personality, like, or not even if they got yours, if they have the right personality. Like I said, they could be the one that complains all the damn time. They could be the one lining up the blocks with everybody or telling everybody, come on, like, no, we're not going over there. We got to do it like this, or this is wrong, or that's wrong. Like, that's how you know if you're doing a good job or not, is them showing you, like, the things that they say, the way that they are. 
shows you the reflection of what you're doing. Yeah. If your child is the one who was always, go ahead, say bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's not cute when they do it in school. Right. It was cute when you thought, oh, it's going to be funny when we do this on the block, but it ain't cute when they go into school and they call right. a teacher. I'm bitch constantly and like, in first um, grade. I'm constantly telling my six year old, you know, she's like a words um, inquirer. Like, she come to me and be like, what does this word mean? And I'll tell her what it means. And I'll tell her, if you say it this way, it can mean something negative. If you say it this way, it can mean something positive. And then I'll tell her, you only use that word in this house and with me. You don't use it with any other adult. You don't use it with kids. You don't use it at school. I feel like a lot of new parents just have open conversation around children where they don't really connect from the definitions and the meanings behind words, and then they just use it loosely. And to me, that is a horrible representation of you as a parent um, around children. That's the maturity, though, to understand that you're a parent and not a friend. Yeah. Like, you have to be... Some situations be messed up where you only got one parent, so mm-hmm. mom got a, mom or dad, because shit, my cousin had four of his kids. Mm-hmm. Like, so mom or dad could be in this situation where you got to be the nurse to put a Band-Aid on the moon. You got to be the stern one to whip some ass when you said bitch in class. Yes. Uh, you got to be the dictionary to learn how to spell this one and that one. You got to do long division because this one is like, you got to be everything for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like some people, people don't be wanting to step up to them situations just because you had a baby and you was young and you didn't realize that it ain't about you no more. You don't matter no more. It don't matter if that happens when you're 13 or when you're 16 mm-hmm. or when you're 64. Like, once you have them, you are now on the back burner. And, and some people constant can't... learning, man. Absolutely. Because people, you got to recognize, though, that that's the situation. Like I said, I seen that from just having my niece around when I was 17. And it was like, oh, all right, you kind of got to cater things toward what I need because you don't want to set a bad example for her. Yeah. So, so you being around your family and having to step into that role like prepared you for your kids. So when you when you had your first daughter, you felt like no anxiety, no fear about it. I'm not that type of person. Like I ain't scary. Mm-hmm. Like I got a strong faith system, and it's like if something gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Ain't nothing I could do about that. Mm-hmm. Like same shit like the Corona situation. Like you gonna get it, you gonna get it. I'm gonna wear this mask and these gloves. I ain't gonna just walk out there going, "Come on and get me." Yeah. But, I'm going to prepare myself for the situation. But like I said, you don't ask for something and complain about it. Mm-hmm. That's just stupidity. Like That contradicting behavior. You got that nine months to prepare yourself for, like my daughter, me and my daughter were talking and I told her like, you know, the baby's going to be here in like a month, just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And she said like, I'm just not ready for this. I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> we told you in the beginning, we didn't lie to you or nothing. Mm-hmm. you got to prepare yourself the same way we got to prepare ourselves it's like alright you about to be you got you about to be tired for the next year just deal with it it yeah. ain't gonna change nothing cause guess what you came and interrupted your mom or your dad's whole life the same way that they about to interrupt yours what, is your daughter now a um, light sleeper or is she like a deep sleeper she's newsy as all hell uh-huh. so if you come down in her room 
or like doing something down there, she gonna pop up. Okay, well, yeah, she gonna be up with y'all. She gonna help with bottles and stuff. <laughs> My daughter's seven though, so yeah, you damn right, you gonna learn yeah. how to mix this uh, little powder and with water. Yeah. See, I have mine uh, three years apart, so, and then my first daughter, she sleeps hard, so she's See, I told care. my wife, that's my, my wife sleeps hard, you, yeah. the wind blow hard in here, and I'm waking up, um, <laughs> I told my wife a couple months after my daughter was born, let's just have another one now, mm-hmm. get it out the way, because I didn't want to have this big ass gap like we're about to have now, like, you get them out of the way back to back, and we on ice now, we had a six and a seven, I'd be cool. Yeah. Now we got a seven and a, a newborn. Yeah. Like you out the groove with this shit. Yeah. You forgot you got to have 26 things of sanitizer around the house. Sanitizer, diapers, and wipes. That's diapers? the most annoying part. <laughs> diapers. Diggle your annoying part. Diapers. Um, How has your fatherhood uh, changed your outlook on your dad or your appreciation? I get what he was doing. Like, I get some of the stuff that he was doing where it was like, he ain't say it, he just did it. And me not catching it at 16, 17, 19, because I just wasn't looking at the world like that. But I couldn't look at the world like that because I didn't have no kids. I didn't have nobody that I was responsible for. I just got had just had me at the time. But once you start to reflect on the things that he's things that he did not really so much of the things that he said it would just be like oh okay that's why he did that oh that's why he moved that way is because he's showing you that this is the way that things go he's showing you this is how you treat your mom this is how you treat a woman mm-hmm. this is how you treat your brother this is how you treat your kids like so like he kind of like I said my dad kind of laid the foundation for like everything for me mm-hmm. and even like my mom and my dad like I said they've been in it We've been same house, same block since forever. Like my mom and my dad is everybody mom and dad. They call my mom and dad the mother and the father. Mm. So like, shoot, my friends are called home from jail and talk to my mom. I talk to my dad like when he was alive. Mm. Uh, did you grow up where you could talk to both of your parents' uh, parents, your grandparents on both sides? No, nah, I never met. They was all dead way before I was even born. No. Yeah, man. Um... I knew Anytime my mom. I had a grandparent substitute, they even died. I stopped even getting substitutes. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, my next question is What is one thing about Black fatherhood that no one talks about but is a constant struggle? Ah, uh, man, that's a little difficult there. Um,. <laughs> It's like, mm, it kind of depends on your maturity level. Mm-hmm. Some people don't mature. Some people will be 45 and they never mature. The thing that you have to realize when you have that baby, when you get that phone call of I'm pregnant, you have to realize that you now have to start adjusting to your life is about somebody else. It's about something else and not just you. Mm-hmm. You can't say shit like, fuck it, I'm going to go loot and <clears throat> go still a TV or some shit, fuck it, if I get caught, I can go do the little six months. Six months missing in your child's life is a huge time frame. Yeah. So, like, you gotta understand that the decisions you make have consequences now. 
because you now got responsibility for somebody else. They come here not knowing how to do anything but breathe. And you got to lay that foundation for them to show them everything. Mm. So it's like, I would say like, yeah, it's like a, accepting the responsibility. Like everybody doesn't just accept the responsibility. Some niggas still got too much play in them. Yeah. Too much uh, energy that they putting in the wrong place. Um, Some women too, though. Let's not just throw, I ain't going to just oh, throw yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But we, we not talking about women today. We, we, got about- chicks who, we got chicks who pull up at the, uh, at the, at the, at the barbecue with the stroller bent over. Yes, yes, we do. Unfortunately. Yeah, you're not supposed to be here with a corona tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, this is a fill in the blank one. I feel most appreciated by my children or my child when blank. Uh, I feel most appreciated by her when I come home. Mm-hmm. Cause if she ain't seen me, say she stayed at grandma's house last night. Yeah. She's gonna show like the daddy's home, like I missed you, or like always say, well, how come you ain't called me? <laughs> yeah. But she gonna express it. She gonna show me, cause she gonna wanna show me she can jump, twirl, spin. Like she's gonna try to give me fifteen things before I even <laughs> get my jacket off, like. Mm-hmm. So like I can you can see the appreciation of you being there of your approval for the things that she's doing because what she's doing is trying to show you look what I accomplished today or this is what I learned at school today like so it's that it's like as soon as you hit the door if she's woke or if she ain't, if she hadn't seen me for like a like if I had to work a double and she ain't seen me that day oh I'm getting it hard the next day. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when when dads go pick up girls, because, you know, both of their fathers is different, but when they go pick them up, that daddy is way more amped up than it is, like, for a mom. I'm just like, dang, you get all that? See, ours is different because I always work night shift. Yeah. So I was never coming to get her. Oh. She was mad. She's never expecting me to come get her from school. Mm-hmm. So it's always when she sees her mom, it's just the trigger of, oh, mommy, here, it's time to go. Yeah. If I walk in, she thinks, oh, shit, I done did something. Oh. <laughs> so if I go pick her up from school, then it's like, you came too early because she got that after school program where they play and mm-hmm. do all this little shit. So it's either be like, you done threw off my whole routine, so something is up. Right. Why are you here? Why is mommy not here? Yeah. Come in the house, I get all of the love, cheers, and all of that. Come to school, what the fuck are you doing here? Is what she's thinking. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Mommy, give me another hour to play. I can jump on the slide board. Why are you here? Right, I get regulated <laughs> all the time of going to pick them up early from camp because you know, like that's kind of like their extra recess or their extra mm-hmm, time to mm-hmm. do other things but sometimes with what you gotta get done it don't make no point to pass point A to go to point B and come back to point A you, sometimes I gotta come get you early but yeah that's what I'm saying if I'm coming she already know we gotta go to grandmoms we gotta go do this we gotta go do that mm-hmm. we got something going on cause you're throwing off the routine why are you here is what she right. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this is another fill-in-the-blank one. 
one of my favorite memories with my child was or is she had never been on a plane before my daughter and my nephew were six months apart so Mm -hmm. life is a competition he got (laughs) off the couch I gotta learn how to walk too he know how to hold a bottle I gotta hold a bottle too life has been a competition since then Mm-hmm. So my nephew went to Disney World. My nephew's birthday is three days after mine. His birthday, 4th of July. Mm. So me and my wife went to Miami for my birthday. My nephew went to Disney World that same year for his birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not funding your Disney World trip because I go enjoy my own self. Mm-hmm. So for the past couple of years, it was, well, he got to go on the airplane. And how come I ain't never get to go on the airplane? Ah! I got, I got. Grandma bought me a suitcase, and I got the rolling bag, and I ain't never get to use it. And so we went to Myrtle Beach last summer, mm-hmm. and just the look on her face when she got to the airport, like that was it. She didn't like spaz out on the plane or nothing. Oh no, nah. no, daddy ain't going for none of that. She don't do no <laughs> if I'm around. We keep the shoulders down if daddy's around. Oh man. Um, my next question is a yes or no question. I don't need any like explanation, but if you want to explain deeper, you can. Can a mother solely raise her son to be a well-balanced father without a father present? Yes or no? No, a woman can't show a man how to be a man. Same as a man can't show a woman how to be a woman. She has to pull that. He, he has to pull being a man from another man. Mm-hmm. Whether it be uncle, old head, cousin, brother, it has to be somebody that influences his like some of his decision making. She can show him how to be a, a balance, like a some like she can show him how to be a functional individual. Mm-hmm. Same as like I said, like my cousin had my four or five cousins that he raised, and it was all girls and one boy. Mm-hmm. But you can't completely do it on your own because it's just some things that I can't explain to my daughter because I'm not a woman. Right. Some things that my sister can't explain to my nephew because she's not a man. Like, mm-hmm. Are you leaving that um, I don't know what age that is for you but are you leaving the boy game awareness up for you or her mom to discuss with her? Um... Like, are you going to put her up on game when it comes to boys? Or are you going to leave that up to her mom to do? For the most part, I'm going to leave it up to her mom because, like I said, I'm an overly aggressive. <laughs> I don't know how to half-ass things. Yeah. I only know how to go a thousand miles an hour. Mm. So if I involve myself in this situation, and like you say, they get to these teen years and whatever you're telling them, they're going to do the opposite. Knowing you gotta be honest with yourself before you can be honest with anybody. Mm-hmm. I know me and I know that I'ma go too hard at whatever it is trying to get you to understand. And it's mm-hmm. like, how don't you understand it? But you don't understand because you're 15 or you're 16 and you ain't listening to nothing I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I know if I interject myself into this situation, I'm gonna create a monster. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna create a problem here. <laughs> yeah. Open some nigga here and it's gonna go all the way bad. So I will leave that to her mom because I know myself. I know I can't be involved in that. Are you comfortable with like middle ground where let's say her mom and your daughter has like this thing where she feels comfortable talking to her because she feels like, you know, 
daddy doesn't have to know or daddy's gonna blow up let me let's keep this between us or is it like you we come into bed we discuss what was talked about but i'm not gonna let her know i know i mean for real for real that's day relationship that's between a mother and her daughter some of those things are just gonna stay between them some things gonna stay just between me and her Mm-hmm. So that's just how any relationship works. Like some stuff is just going between between these two friends, mm-hmm. between a mom and a son. Like so, you can't always come in between that. And like I said, I don't want to know every damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one of those people who, oh, you can talk to me about anything. Not my daughter. No, you can't. <laughs> like you gonna share just one thing. It's gonna be one little thing in there yeah. that you gonna just gave a detail and let it go. And I'm gonna be like, no, you didn't just. <laughs> And that's all I heard now. Yeah. The 20 minutes other than that, I don't know nothing about none of that. All I heard was that one little thing. Mm. So like I said, you got to know yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. The honesty starts right here. Honesty <laughs> starts with you. When you look in the mirror, you got to make the right assessment as to what it is that you see in that mirror. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the guy for that situation, not for my daughter. Well, that's good. My um. niece, Eva, my niece tried to take me to go see her little boyfriend. It's like, oh, we can ride down there. Nah, we don't need to do that. <laughs> Nah, I don't want to ruin your whole situation. Um, I'm going to be calling niggas that I know live down there. Hey, yo, whose son is that? <laughs> Do you think you would uh, think differently if you had a sister? I do. I got sisters. Oh, okay. So, would I think differently as far as what? As far as, like, you wanting to be involved with who who they talk to or know more. Was it where when you were growing up you didn't want to know like details about what your sister was dealing with? All right, see, like I can give you an example because my family is real close knit family. Mm-hmm. My daughter's goddad and one of my cousins, they decided to start talking. So I sat mm-hmm. them both down and said, "Okay, so look, this is what we gonna do. Y'all are both grown. What we not gonna do is ever call me and say he ain't answer the phone. Is he with you? You know where he at." She ain't answer the phone. Leave me out of this. Mm-hmm. Once we hit a certain age, you grown, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. When we was kids and you were in your teens, it's like, well, why are you talking to this nigga? But again, that evaluation of doing it from then, you got to recognize that just because you're saying, why are you talking to him? That's who she going to want to talk to. Mm-hmm. So you got to evaluate these situations. You can't just be going through life blind. You just out here not paying attention to shit your awareness level is low no you gotta be implementing these lessons that you learn but you have to learn this shit though mm-hmm. some niggas don't learn true um this is a fill in the blank I wish someone told me blank about being a dad because blank about being a dad uh... is there anything you wish someone told you more about as far as being a dad that you did the biggest change about being a dad the somebody told me my brother like i said my nephew is six months older than my daughter mm-hmm. it wasn't even about the child it was about her mom <laughs> that this is all she's gone the girl mm-hmm. that you like she ain't here no more oh man the whole new person and you got to get acclimated to this whole new situation mm-hmm. but Oh, the situation changes because her perspective and her priorities got to change. Mm-hmm. See, like, and is that is that because there's resistance with the man as far as like changing 
his priorities? Why he's not understanding that? Or is it like just maturity? No, see, like I can give you an example of me and my wife talking of like, when you pregnant, you've already, this is all the way real for you. Cause somebody mm-hmm. kicking you and your atoms, I mean, not your atoms, but your belly button. Mm-hmm. Somebody's kicking your belly button every day. Yeah. So this is real for you already. You adjusted in a whole different place. Somebody's growing inside of you and doing all kinds of shit to your body. Mm-hmm. For us, like <laughs> for me, I like I pregnancy ain't. I mean, you tell me it hurt. It hurt. I can. I don't know. I, I can't relate. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't have no reference point for this. Mm-hmm. So for you, shit changed already. For me, it's like maybe in here yet ain't nothing. It was like it's it's still the way it was. Mm-hmm. But you kind of gotta think about it from her perspective too where it's like her whole world has changed because somebody's kicking her in her goddamn back every day somebody kicking her in the stomach every day right she don't know what's going on in there like it's not normal to just have somebody moving around moving a rib and like listen the most selfless thing you could ever do as a woman is to be a mother (laughs) no doubt because y'all can die having that baby yeah you gonna risk it all to have this baby yeah. So like the one thing that that's the one thing I tell everybody now though. Like I said, my brother, I give him all the credit in the world for this forever. I will always give more credit for that. Mm-hmm. He told me that this was gonna happen before it happened. So that when it happened, I was like, oh shit, he was right. Because mm-hmm. he said he's in a cab coming home from the hospital having my nephew, and the cab driver told him. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, not her. She ain't gonna do like that. And he said the shit started happening to him. He was like, oh shit, he was right. So then six months later, he told me, I'm, oh, shit, he was right. So now if I go to your baby shower, I'm pulling the nigga aside and telling him, listen, <laughs> new Keisha is coming. Right. That girl you met at the bar that night who had on the miniskirt, she's gone. Oh, man. Don't so do, uh, to see her again. <laughs> you and your wife, do y'all put in extra effort together to make it like this is a you and me night or this is a you and me thing? Um just so y'all don't forget like you the foundation has to start with y'all so like we got several different shows like Insecure was on last night we watch Insecure Mm -hmm. you gotta have those type of things where it's like we do this together she ain't involved in this because if y'all don't have stuff that's just y'all and you make everything about just this baby this baby gonna leave this house one day and now you're gonna look at each other and y'all two totally different people then two people who had that baby so now you're going like I don't even really like you (laughs) like because y'all ain't never had no conversations no talks and y'all ain't really had a connection these last however many years so you have to like say this is about uh, we're going to dinner we going to dinner tonight Mm -hmm. we going to just go to this hotel tonight like she ain't coming Mm -hmm. you got to do that if you don't do that then I mean y'all just become roommates uh, I always get this with one of my kids' dads. They'll be like, "Are we friends?" And I'm just like, "I don't, I don't feel like we're friends per se. I feel like when we we're cordial, we we respect each other in a mutual sense. But at the same time, I feel like I'll give you tips on how to be better for the sake of you being better for our child that we share. It's not necessarily that we're friends." But I'm not going to, you know, tell you or hold information back that can help you. That's what I'm about to say. This is why we ain't friends. 
Friends is somebody who I can go to with whatever situation is, whatever the yeah. situation is, I can come to you and we're going to have an honest conversation about this. Mm-hmm. I can't come to you and talk about just any and everything once we have a child involved. Because right. you going, some people play hostage with the baby. Yeah. Everything is about, oh, so your son in here hungry, but you out with this bitch. Like, but see, that I can actually have a discussion with him about. Like right now, he just got a new apartment in Philly. Why are the babies always hungry when a nigga is out with another girl? <laughs> the baby is always instantly hungry. So the baby is always new- woke. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. Why is she up? Right. He got a new <laughs> apartment in Philly that he went half on with a girl that he knew he didn't want to be with in the first place before they went half on the apartment. So now he's telling me this. I'm not asking him this. He's telling me this. So now, you know, being that they got the apartment and the deposits done, he's like, I don't think I could live with her. But I'm just like, well, why would you even let her go in with you on this apartment? So you're going into a new situation where you want to have a home with drama. And to me, talking to him is more so on my part, like I'm teaching him and that's exhausting. So I have to limit that. See, some people in living situation could have been worse wherever he was at. This was just the best of the two, uh, best of the two bad situations I had. Yeah. Like at the end of the night, we might argue, but I might be able to hit her. I might have been at my mom crib like mm-hmm. before I got here. I might have been stuck at my uncle's on the couch. Mm-hmm. Like we could argue all day long, but I know I could just put, I could just go get away from you, like. Yeah. Stuck in somebody's house under their rules is a horrible situation. I would much rather go argue with you than mm. to be stuck at my mom's. Right. Yeah. You know, it's something it's something hopefully it gets better the um maturity, but you know, sometimes I have to limit myself. <laughs> but again, he got he got recognized the situation. Mm-hmm. You can't make somebody see something. If they don't see it, then you can't see it for them. Like, you can't... I can only lead you to the water. I can't make you drink it. Facts. My last question for you is to any new father or young father today, your best advice would be what? The girl that you got pregnant is no longer the girl that you met. (laughs) She is gone. That whole situation is over. Start saving some money. Get a hustle to go with your job. And just because it's a hustle don't mean go hustle. Yeah. (laughs) But the girl that you had is gone. Life is now about that little baby. Mm -hmm. Save some money. Mm. Those are the things that I would tell somebody. I mean, there's vital information. And, you know, I feel like sometimes that same thing that you said coming from the mother of the child that that father is about to be responsible for, it's like that goes in one ear and out the other. And it, it's all in the delivery. How do you deliver that message? Do you deliver that message in a conversation or do you deliver that message into, you got to do this and you got to do that? And not like a, like I said, a conversation. That's one of my biggest things ever. I walked off of, I love money. I'll work a million hours if I can. Mm-hmm. But you can't talk at me. Yeah. The first time you talk at me, I'll tell you, look, we ain't doing that. This is not that kind of situation. Yeah. I am not that guy. Yeah. And if you got any rebut other than 
Oh no, I apologize. I didn't mean to handle it like that. Oh, listen, just because I'm here, this is my last day. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If you talk to them about the situation and you sit down and tell them everything changing, mm-hmm. like somebody's kicking me in my damn stomach every day. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the bar and blow a paycheck. Like I blow an income tax check in a weekend because I didn't mm-hmm. have no kids. Me and my cousin mm-hmm. went to a couple of parties and shit was just fun. Yeah. But some niggas don't. Some niggas don't have nobody to have that kind of conversation with. Tell them like, "Yo, you can't do dumb shit like that no more." Like mm-hmm. that little boy or that little girl needs you. You gotta always have a solution for them. Right. Them diapers, they gonna run through that case of diapers like that. Right. <laughs> you gonna have to have money to get another one. Right. You gonna have to have somewhere for them to live. You had to have another outfit because they grew out of that one. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. bought it. They never wore it. That happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I said you got to you got to get a hustle. You got to get a, some type of stash going, and you got to get some type of perspective on that girl. Ain't that girl no more? Mm-hmm. Super facts. Well, um, I want to say thank you for standing up and uh, being a consistent father. Um, I also want to say today's challenges as a black man uh, are unfortunate still, but. Uh, hopefully people are working on that and uh, outside of this looting and, and protest because I don't loot. niggas is just stealing niggas, <laughs> running this, niggas is running in with a ski mask on Dude, I'm, I'm just like can we have something focused um, I don't know I, I believe in fathers I believe in uh, the greatness in black fathers I feel like y'all, y'all get a lot of bashing in society and in the um, homes of many. And uh, I don't know, I just hope it gets a little bit more balanced and fair when it comes to uh, Black fathers out here. The ones who are doing it right, you got to show them that love and appreciation. It is too many niggas out here who did dumb shit. Like, you got three kids, you ain't doing nothing for none of them. Like, it's too many people with that on their resume. You got chicks though; they got kids that they ain't doing nothing for. So again, let's not all put it on all of the dudes. But mm-hmm. like, you get that responsibility, you gotta stand up to it. It's not about whether you like the girl or not. It's about keeping a smile on that baby's face, keeping that baby balanced. It's not about how y'all, either one of y'all, personally feel about it. You don't matter no more. They are now what matters. I mean, you matter, but just not on the same level as before. Nah, you can't think you matter, because once you start thinking you matter, you're going to start making decisions that cater to what you want to do. That sounds so mean, though. You can't go get the 12 shrimp platter, because you got to buy diapers. You know what I'm saying? These onesies. Correct. You can't just go go get two for... You can't just go happy hour three weeks, three nights out of the week now. Like, just because your coworkers is gone, you can't go. You got different responsibilities than they got. Right. Or you get in a situation where you got a different bag. That's why. But that goes back to, like I said, you got to have a side hustle at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how can the people find you? We are at OLF Podcast on Instagram. Twitter got us suspended currently, so fuck Twitter. <laughs> um <laughs> You can Google us, man. OLF Podcast. Not those Canadian white dudes. Uh, we from Philly. It's about nine or ten of us on the show weekly. Right. Uh, YouTube is OL is Out of Left Field Podcast. Everything else is OLF Podcast. Uh, we on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Castbox, 
Uh, we do live on the radio in Philly from 12 to 2 on Sundays. Then we do 3 to 5 in Atlanta uh, on the X-Squad affiliates. Uh, we usually do phone calls and all of that while we're doing the show, but because of this current Rona situation, mm-hmm. we ain't doing no phone calls. We are still live on the radio, but we just not doing the phone calls because we all over the phone. Okay. And um, YouTube, hit that YouTube, man. YouTube, we doing best of clips. So we're giving you fresh audio and we're giving you a best of clip. It's usually a segment from one of our shows. We got 160 shows, so we got plenty of shit to pull from that we can put an episode out. But this is Hank from the OLF Podcast. At OLF Podcast on Instagram. Not off podcast. It's OLF. Out of left field podcast. Corrected. Um, thank you. Stay safe and uh, happy Father's Day. I appreciated that fatherhood story so good. Um, because it's real and it's um, positive and being raised in a two-parent home where, you know, he said they didn't argue in front of him. Um, they didn't fight. There wasn't any, like, putting down each other. And then he grew up and he got married. And she also came from a two-parent home and they raised kids and you know, he's expecting one on the way and he's excited about that. And um, he's motivated and there's no lack. Okay. So that's a supportive home. That's a supportive unit. That's a, that's a, how a family should be um, in order to be productive out here in this 2020. Um, and I love to see it. I think it's positive. You know, for me, I think Men grow up and you have two choices. You have a choice to be a great father like your father was or better. And then you have a choice on not having a great father and choosing to put in the effort and show up in your child's life and be better than your father was. And uh, it's always easier to back out. It's always easier to not put in that effort. It's always easier to not push. Um, But... In the end, later on in life, you miss out. You miss out on the possibilities that could have been. So um, wishing his family a uh, good, positive, healthy delivery of a baby girl. Because it's going to be a girl. (laughs) And uh, happy Father's Day. And I hope to uh, catch you guys at the next fatherhood story. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please follow us. Follow us as in me. <laughs> at Cozy Womb Pod on Twitter. Please follow the Facebook page at Cozy Womb Podcast. I need some feedback about these episodes. Um, I've been doing episodes since 2018. I want to say March. And um, I feel like in 2018 it was a lot more feedback that I was getting from the episodes and now I'm kind of really wondering like what do parents or soon-to-be parents or listeners um, need from like other parents or what do you want to know or um, what are you mostly uh, curious about um, that you would like to be talked about um, that's not talked about enough and uh, if I can if I have an experience with it I would love to share it 
I'm really curious on what it is what is it that I haven't shared or I haven't done an episode I feel like I've touched bases on most things the only thing that I haven't touched base on um, purposely is um, women who have had miscarriages because I've never experienced that Um, and I don't like to do episodes on things I haven't experienced because I don't know what that's like but um if you guys would want to share any feedback please um check out the cozy woman podcast facebook page and uh the twitter dm me on ig at cozy woman pod uh i answer my dms frequently um if there's any podcasters out there or anyone that's interested in any type of um branding of their you know product uh, I don't mind adding it into the show if that's something you're interested in. Just please email me at CozyWombMama at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Would love your feedback. If this is a show that you're interested in, please subscribe. And please leave a review on Apple Podcast app. Thank you. Bye. 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 You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.